Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast on everything. The episode we are going over today is Space Jam 1 versus Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. And I have with me Tyler Tillman. You may remember him from previous episode about Jordan and the Last Dance, but he is very unbiased in his assessment of the Space Jams. Um, so what we did, just to kind of preview everybody, we watched both of them back-to-back, Space Jam 1, first, Space Jam 2. We took very thorough notes so we can give you the best of which one is better, which one you should watch. And I want to thank Tyler coming back on the show. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for having me. So we're going to break it down into many different categories The first one is the hype surrounding Space Jam 1, which came out in 1996. And Tyler, can you give us a little, some details about about that? Yeah, so at the time I was 10 years old and me, my friend, pretty much everyone on Earth, giant Michael Jordan fans. I mean, everyone knew it and everything. And anything that he had to do with, you got excited about. So, when they were basically making a movie with him as the centerpiece, it was like, this is awesome. Throwing cartoon characters into it, even better when you're 10 years old. Um, so, all the hype up to it was incredible. And then, you know, obviously, 25 years later, the second one coming out, obviously a little bit older. Um, but still didn't, I haven't heard as much about this one. Like, I knew it was coming out, but it wasn't like the thing during the summer. Yeah, I remember when Space Jam 1 came out, there was a lot of hype surrounding it. Now, I was a kid, but also, like, the social media aspect wasn't around back then. So you couldn't hype it as much and have it be talked about. So I think it was was probably good marketing back then, getting the biggest name, Michael Jordan, to do it. Um, Now as I'm older, and I'm, like, going to websites, I see Space Jam 2 popping up. A new legacy, and you know they got LeBron James probably just as big in the NBA in popularity as Michael Jordan, maybe to NBA fans. Yeah. Um, but everyone's heard of the name at least. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but like Space Jam Two has been talked about for maybe a decade. I've heard Blake Griffin back in the day was going to do it, and then they've mentioned LeBron for a while, and then they moved to other people. But I guess they finally got LeBron to do it. Um, of course, when he went to L.A. and became, you know, that aspect where he's big into the big into the entertainment industry to get him in. But most of the hype I heard about Space Jam 2 was more negative. It was like, no one wants to work with LeBron because they're going to be like a side note in the movie. And I don't know if that was the case back back in the day, but like when you look at the cast members, who they got, it was like Space Jam 1 definitely won <laughs> Yeah. when it came to other NBA players, because they're all on the dream team, you know, and if they weren't on the dream team, they were, for the most part, big names. Um, yeah, part of it too, like, I, from what I understand, when it originally came out, the first one, um, people hated it at first too, but it just became a cult classic. But it's such a unique film that it would, I mean, 
most sequels stink to begin with, and it, with it being just like so niche, it was going to be hard to live up to it anyways. Like, yeah, and I think that's why they took so long to try to make it because they didn't want it to be just like the first one because they knew everyone was going to compare them. Yeah, which is what we're doing right now because you made it, <laughs> you know. So I think they took their time to try to make it not be that comparable. It's been, definitely two different things, just yeah. with the exception of the Looney Tunes. So. Yeah, so for those of you that haven't seen Space Jam 1 and 2, or haven't seen the second one, they are not the same movie. They're, they are different in many ways, just by, um, just by title and Looney Tunes, that was basically it, and like a, a big basketball game. But everything else was, for the most part, pretty different. Yeah. Um, some of the same core stuff, which we'll go over. But I know LeBron has a lot of haters. Um, do you, what, did Jordan have as many haters back in the day when his movie came out? They were like, we're not going to watch it just because Jordan is in it. Again, it's yeah. 10-year-old mind versus 35-year-old <laughs> mind. So I would say no. But no, I think, and again, like you were talking about, there wasn't social media. So there, you don't hear as much of that and everything. But... Everyone loved Michael Jordan when you were a kid, like universally for the most part. Um, you know, you watch what we talked about before with the documentary about his stuff, and he certainly had his flaws and everything. But the way it was just shown to you, he just he was the man. And then you know now you can read stuff off Twitter and blog pages, whatever about LeBron. But um, so it doesn't seem like that, but again, it's kind of a skewed vision because again, I'm looking through ten-year-old eyes when I originally saw it, and then also reliving it yesterday when we watched the original one, and then seeing the second one for the first time yesterday, but being a grown-up. So it's. But to answer your question, no, I I don't remember there being any Michael Jordan haters back then. Yeah, I know there's probably maybe a handful of people in, in New York that didn't like him, but I know they like respected him. And they obviously didn't like it because, you know, Ewing was so close to winning and he would always knock him out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, for a fact, John Starks yeah. hated him, so, you know, there's one person. But Yeah, but, like, I think fan-wise, they still bought Jordan stuff and did all that. They just hated that they would always lose to him. So I don't think he had, like, the haters, like you mentioned. But um, he was also smart in things he said. Yeah, he stayed neutral um, and stuff. He didn't, yeah. you know... Like, he had his opinions about things, but it was more like, how can I sell more sneakers? How can I appeal to more people? As opposed to being like, I'm an activist. This is how I think. Which, I mean, you have the right to say all that, but you are going to turn off people just by the very fact that you're taking one side versus another, where it felt like he was very just trying to, you know, trying to sell my sneakers and some tidy whities and we'll get on with it, you know. So. Yeah. So, all that being said, I tried to go into Space Jam 2 with with no bias towards LeBron at all. Just like, alright, let's see what he can do. Whether I like him or dislike him, I should be neutral. Um, obviously, growing up, I like Jordan as well, because he went to UNC. Boo, go <laughs> Yeah, but uh, watching it as an adult, I was like, alright, I need to figure out some flaws in this that my 10-year-old mind didn't see. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're going to go over um, all of these aspects, starting with the beginning. In Space Jam 1, 
we're going to go over the intro now. Uh, Space Jam 1 and Space Jam 2. And I know it's not Space Jam 2, it's Space Jam A New Legacy. But uh, this is It's Space Jam 2. Yeah, this is, this is, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, the intros, the first one, do you want to describe the first one for us? So the first one, still just watching it, it just makes you want to go out and play basketball. Like, it gets you so hyped. Like, the opening music, the montage of him in college, meeting Michael Jordan in college, playing professional, doing the dunks, like, it just, it, it gets you amped, even still now. Like, it's such a good opening up into that. And then, leading from there, then they kind of give a little bit of a backstory on him, and it just... They're not wasting any time. They set up the story right away, get you right into the movie, and then you can move on with it. So the intro to the first one was awesome. Yeah, and when it's his dad out there coaching him, and just that, and he's you know he's looking at the at the rim like I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk this ball. Like that was just a sweet transition into it. Yeah, you're like oh, I get it because he's like becomes the best dunker of all time. So yeah. it was it was a pretty flawless intro, I would say. Um, Space Jam 2, the intro, can you um, tell us your thoughts on that, Tyler? Honestly, it wasn't very memorable. Like, it just kind of opened up as a movie. It wasn't... Like you said, the first one, it got you hyped, like, all the mystique behind it. The second one, it was just kind of like, okay, well, here we go. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it. How did you feel about it? I mean, they, they saw the father-son combo, but it was LeBron as the father, and and he was he was just kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, where he's like not encouraging his sons, and you're like, all right, well, like how's this movie going to go? Now is he going to be like a dick the whole time, and then at the end, like figure it out? So, not it tried to put some laughs in there, and like okay, but um, the intro with um. With Space Jam 1, how it shows, like, his college days and all this all awesome stuff to get you hyped. They kind of do that with LeBron, but then they put in, like, some of the social stuff he's talked about. And he's like, I'm not going to shut up and dribble, and I think they had him do some other stuff. Then, you know, he meets Obama. It's like, cool, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just but, it, it takes away from the yeah. basketball part. Like, that's yeah. the whole thing that you're going to see, and... I'm sure, like I felt about Michael Jordan when I was that age, a lot of kids feel about LeBron James, but you're there to see the basketball part, and however you feel about the causes that he stands for, one way or the other, whatever, but like, it's supposed to be a kid's movie, it's supposed to be fun and exciting and everything, it's just, I don't know, it seems unnecessary sometimes, like I said, it just didn't get you hyped like the first one did, like, I literally remember going to see the first one in theaters as a kid, just being like ready to run to a wall like it's like this is <laughs> awesome like yeah and and watching the space jam um the space jam one this time it got you hyped again even as at our age we're like yeah like he's gonna kill it like, yeah i'm excited like he's gonna tear it up yeah that's the guy and that's for that one you know, I'm, I'm like i don't know what this movie's about yet i know it's him playing basketball but like but he's gonna have like all this other social stuff in it the other thing, too, that you said, too, had kind of come yeah. off as a dick at the beginning and everything, you can see already where the story arc's going to go from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, with the first one, really didn't know what direction any of it was going to go in, and that one, it's like, 
oh, he's hard on his son because he's more interested in, which we'll get into, but he's more interested in, like, gaming and stuff like that, but he, LeBron James wants him to be more into basketball, and so it's kind of a strange relationship, so you can kind of see how that's going to develop into, like, oh, well, then eventually he'll come around and understand, and, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. it's very obvious. Yeah, and um, for those that heard panting, that wasn't me or Tyler. We got <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> we my, got that's my giant dog. Sorry about that. Yeah, so it wasn't any of us, but it's cool. <laughs> this is what happens in podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say Space Jam One definitely gets the better intro for sure. Um, when it comes down to the main actor LeBron versus Jordan, this is both their first major film that they're the star of. And for Space Jam 1, to me, it seemed like they were aware that it's his first one, and he's an athlete. He's not an actor. So we're not going to try to make him become an actor in this movie. We're going to give him small speaking stuff and just kind of let him do what he needs to do. Um, Yeah, I would agree. Just pure acting skills, I would say LeBron's probably better, because Michael Jordan really didn't act in the first one. He just, like you said, would say a couple words and look like Michael Jordan. That was about the extent of it. At least there was some range of emotion in the second one from LeBron. Um, and again, without trying to have bias, but having bias, seeing the first one when I was younger and everything, of course, I want to be like, now Michael Jordan's done the man. But if you're just going off acting, I would say LeBron James did a better job than Michael Jordan. Yeah, he had a bigger range. I think they were both not good actors, and this is not me saying like, yeah. this means LeBron can be an actor. No, I don't think he can be, <laughs> at least not right now, but he definitely had more of a range, you could tell, and if you switched roles and like put Jordan in there, he might be, yeah, he probably would be a little bit worse. Yeah, I think with so. That. Um, supporting actors. This is not close. Yeah. yeah, not at all, and it was really disappointing watching the second one with the supporting cast. But um, let's get into the first one, like the big, the big people they had for the supporting, supporting roles. So even before the Monstars, you have Bill Murray and Larry Bird, and then you have Newman from Seinfeld, which I might be dating myself on that one. But, but that's a top, sh- that's a big show, and he just came out in Jurassic Park right around a few years, yeah. right? Yeah, within a couple of years of that. Hmm. So right off the bat, there's that, and then. Um, the Monstars, I mean, at the time, the basketball players they had in that, everyone knew. You know, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Bugsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, which, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, was, I think it was a number one pick, so. Yeah. And then Grandma Ma, so, you know, right off there, you know, it, it was yeah. perfect. And then even some of the cameo ones they had in the background, like, everything was recognizable. Yeah. And the other actors that they had in... Especially Bill Murray, it played into the movie. It was funny. Like it wasn't just like oh to show someone was in the movie. Like it was built into it. Yeah, and they they advanced their their roles in it too. Right. With Stan, who was uh, Newman. Yeah. Like Wayne he, Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight. You like he was built into it, and you could see him progress. He wasn't just like a one off. I was in a few scenes, and that like he was like a major role. And it was great because it, they were human people in a cartoon movie. So it would like, be back and forth. It wasn't just Michael Jordan, but then everyone was cartoon. So I think that made it even better because it kind of made, all right, well, Michael Jordan might not be the greatest actor, 
but like these other people are good actors and are advancing it. And then I think NBA Jam, like you kind of knew Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson, even if you like weren't like super into the NBA. And you, but if you play video games, like you'd play as them because they were good as shit in the game. Yeah. The other so, thing too is the the pros that they had in the second one, and it was Damian Lillard, Diana Taurasi. Um, uh, who's the Splash Brother? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. I mean, for the reason everyone knows Clay Thompson, the reason I couldn't remember who it, they didn't have any speaking roles in it at all. Like, if you go back to the first one, even the ones when they got their powers taken away from them, they still had some lines in it, and most of them were funny. Yeah. So you would remember who it was. And the second one, other than just seeing their face, really didn't have anything to do other than the fact that they were playing on the opposite team. Yeah, they had one scene as a human, and that was that was the extent of of their role. And Clay Thompson might have, like, a five-second maybe speaking role. Yeah. Maybe. And it was interesting to see them get female characters, because I guess they wanted to make it more broad. So I was like, I wonder what they would have done back then, but then the, I don't think the WNBA existed. But it would have been interesting to see, like, if they got, like, Cheryl... Cheryl Miller or someone. Well, yeah, and I I think the year the the original one came out was the first year for the WNBA. I think it was 1996, but yeah, if they were going to do that, fine, but they could have still built in the character to it. Literally, the only funny thing I can think of is they had Anthony Davis, and he was the brow, which that's been played out for years. Yeah. Okay. And then him as one of the goon squad, I mean, it... Again, they didn't say anything, do anything that was that funny. Like, it just was not memorable. Yeah, and there was no person like Bill Murray or Larry Bird or um, Wayne Knight. There was none of that. They had, like, his agent, and he was in it for, like, five minutes, and he wasn't funny. They had Sarah Silverman in it and for, like, two minutes, and she wasn't funny. Like, they had her with, like, one kind of funny line. But it was nothing compared to... The other humans in Space Jam One. Now the only tie I can think of is Michael Jan- Michael Jordan's fake family in the first one, and LeBron James' fake family in the second one had about the same screen time and lines. Like it was, with the exception of his one son. But yeah. I mean, as far as his wife and other kids and everything, it was just it was there just because it was there. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Space Jam, Space Jam with Bill Murray was just an amazing role because everyone loves that role. Yeah. And it was a supporting role. You can't say that about anybody in Space Jam 2. There's nobody you'd be like, oh, I loved his role. Like, it's LeBron, and that's... You, I guess you could like his son, and that's it as <laughs> supporting roles that are memorable. I mean, I guess Don Cheadle would be a supporting role, yeah. but... Um... I mean, he seems to be a likable guy. It was not a believable bad guy. Like, it no. just... It seemed off. Like, the original one, um, Danny DeVito played, you know, the evil, you know, amusement park owner or whatever. Danny DeVito's believable as a bad guy. Don Cheadle is not believable as a bad guy. At least to me. But. Yeah, I think when it comes to the to the main bad guy, Danny DeVito wins it. Yeah. And he just had a few lines in the in the first one. But you just made him like, yeah, he's such a jerk. But yeah. he was like a believable. He was like a bad. Like you definitely tell he was a bad guy. Yeah, if anybody's seen, it's always a sunny in Philadelphia, and you no know Frank Reynolds. <laughs> that's what it is. Like yeah. he's a believable scumbag. 
Yeah. And his voice is great for it. Yeah. Don Tito, like, he doesn't have that bad guy voice. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, like, you're just listening to it, you couldn't tell. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely on our list. Um, main actor we'll give to LeBron. Sporting actor yeah, definitely in the first one. Yeah. I was so hoping that, like, Bill Murray would come in as, like, a supporting actor, like, in something would have a line and when he didn't I was like damn it <laughs> yeah this role was so good in the first one all like, he had in the second one was one picture at the end next to Bugs yeah. but again that was in the credits so yeah you know, is what it is but yeah it would have been great if he was like in his like attire that from the first one because <laughs> yeah. like it may go over people's heads watching it they're like they have no idea what Bill Murray looks like you know what sequel did right by the like doing exactly what you're talking about is coming to America, the second one. Okay. They played on so many of the original movies gags that ninety percent of people that watched it aren't gonna get because you know, Coming to America came out in nineteen eighty eight. But they just all those original like throwback jokes they did and anybody that's a fan loved it. It doesn't have to make sense. It's still yeah. funny, like out of context, but but yeah, they could have done so much more. In the second Space Jam, in the same vein, especially with it being Looney Tunes, it's like, you know, you can throw in jokes that I mean, Looney Tunes are from the '30s, '40s, and '50s, you know. So it's, but yeah, they they missed the mark on that. Yeah. So going into Looney Tunes, um, which Looney Tunes characters were the better ones, Space Jam One or Space Jam Two? In keeping with like original. How they're supposed to be. I thought the first one kept more of their humor intact, which a lot of Looney Tunes humor is kind of outdated as far as what's currently <laughs> yeah. acceptable. So in that respect, I like the original one, but they kept most of the personalities pretty close in the second one. The only thing I didn't like is when they went into 3D form. Did not think they needed that. I think you just keep them 2D. Just keep them exactly what they are. You know, but... Um, now, I mean, it, it still had the same sense of humor, you know, what they normally do, but, um, yeah. you know, again, it's, in my mind, it's a check to the first one, because it really was just, like, Looney Tune humor, having Michael Jordan there, and this movie seemed more like a LeBron James movie that had Looney Tunes in it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, the one thing I do like about Space Jam 2 with the Looney Tunes was it kept bringing in Marvin the Martian. And the and his spaceship like always like <laughs> smashing them like that was a running joke in the thing and it was it was great yeah but like besides that like no, nothing else really stood out with them like Bugs Bunny was okay he wasn't great and the first one he was much better um but not many of them had speaking roles that did a lot and Daffy Duck's supposed to be a dickhead yeah. which he was <laughs> in the first one like that's just what he is always. And this one, it was just kind of like a, okay. Like, it seemed like they were more concerned about how many characters can we have people see, as opposed to just having, like, a core set of these cartoons that are funny. So, yeah. you know, it, it it didn't do anything for me. The second one, I mean. Yeah, I do like how they put in Speedy Gonzalez. But then, like, hearing his voice, it was like, this sounds just offensive. <laughs> I think that and was, I don't know if that was on purpose. I think that's fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias, the stand-up okay. comedian, I think that's who was doing it, and I think that's how they got away with doing it, because he, you know, he's obviously Latin, um, which, I mean, it made me laugh, 
you know, it's yeah. what Speedy Gonzalez is supposed to sound like. Just like Yosemite Sam's supposed to sound like some fucking crazy, <laughs> you know, shoot the ball and he literally shoots the ball. Like, it's just <laughs> Looney Tune gag stuff. But, yeah, because I was like, I, because I know Speedy Gonzalez is kind of like outdated, like when we talk about humor, and I was like, are they doing this as a gag or is this fun? But yeah, if it's, if it's fluffy, he's hilarious. That was about as edgy as... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of edgy before knowing it. Because, you know, I just went into it with trying to not know anything. But I do like how they use Speedy Gonzalez. But I think they definitely use it a little bit more to, like, be diverse. Yeah. And be like, we hit these check marks, which is kind of a disappointing thing you should do. I mean, he could have been in it anyway. But it seems like they just forced him in a little bit more. You know, that's a good point. Like... And thinking back, again, we're about the same age. When you went to watch the first one, you weren't concerned with the diversity part of all that. Like, going to see movies, it's like, oh, it's a black guy. It's like, no, it's Michael Jordan. Like, no one ever thought of that otherwise. Like, it just was a thing. And now, like, having to segment things into, like, being like, well, we need to be inclusive of all these different things. Which, of course, is important, but don't be obvious about it. Like, it's so obvious when people are doing that. And it was also very obvious that they were just pushing HBO everything in that. Like that's why they made every cameo of everything they've ever made into this one movie. Like, it's almost overwhelming to watch when you're trying to pick out, like, all the different characters that are coming to watch the game, which, you know, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but it's basically everyone you've ever heard of, cartoon-wise, it's in it. Yeah, and... Yeah, we'll probably go into that into more details, but, like, like I started noticing that they're trying to, like, hit check marks with diversity. Yeah. Because they had, they had one white person, and it was Sarah Silverman, that I can remember in it, and then, like, her co-worker was some, like, an Asian-American. I was like, okay, they got one of the, they got one person in it, and I was like, is this what the whole movie was going to be like, just making sure... Everyone is represented, or just here to make a movie. Because, like in the first one, I couldn't remember. That's, that's what I, I mean. That. Like, it's, it's fine that you do yeah. that. Just don't make it so obvious that, that you're noticing it. Yeah. Just make the movie with, you know, if, if you have good people in it, you're not going to notice one way or the other what their gender, nationality, race, whatever. Just make it good and it'll be fine. And then, like you said, then you start noticing, you're like, oh, they're doing it because of this, or whatever it just takes away from what it actually should be it's supposed to be entertaining you know yeah. and again yeah. the, like you said the first one when that came out and spoiler both Dan and I are white didn't even think about the fact that the main star of it's a black guy just it was Michael Jordan like he's the best we want to go see that like yeah and like watching it did make me think it was like did they put Sean Bradley in the first one just to have a white guy like basketball player then I was, was kind of like, well, that's the only thing they would have done in the first one, because... He was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else were all stars, and then Sean Bradley couldn't stay on the court because his knees kept breaking. But... <laughs> yeah, and they made him a goofy one. And I was like... Yeah, it's like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> so... Yeah, so, um... Would you, would you give Looney Tunes Space Jam 1? Yeah, Space Jam 1, just because the humor was Looney Tune humor in the first one. The second one, like you said, it's... It just missed... Yeah. Now, the Monstars aren't in the second one. They, the team they, that uh, LeBron goes up against, or the Toon Squad goes up against, is called the Goon Squad. 
So the Monstars do not exist. It's not the same thing. Um, who did you like better, Monstars or Goon Squad? I feel like this one's a wash. Like, the in the first one with the Monstars, some of the lines they had were, were funny. But, I mean, they pretty much made... I know they're two different things, but, I mean, in the second one it was the same thing where they were just overpoweringly better and could do everything. So, it, yeah, and it doesn't really make or break in either one. I mean, they're kind of the same thing. The only difference, really, is that they... The first one, they stole powers from certain celebrities, which kind of played into the movie, which actually kind of made it funny when you could see them when they didn't have their powers and they were, <laughs> goof, like, goofs. And the second one, they were just kind of created from exist existing players and kind of transformed into monsters, I guess, but... Um, no, nah, to me, it was kind of same thing on both of them. Um, I grew up and I was a big fan of the Monstars. There was like some of the characters I liked, and I got like stuffed animals of them. You like stuff. eels, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought they were just cool. Like when they became like big and stuff, I just thought that was like a really cool thing. And they were they were funny, and like it played into the movie much more than the first one. Like you were saying. Like, they go to the forum in, I think, Englewood in California, mm -hmm. and they're shutting it down. They're talking to the commissioner, and he's like, no, players like, going out there, and we figure out what's going on. And, like, it kind of made me think of, like, oh, COVID. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is this the Monstars yeah. taking over the past 15 months? <laughs> yeah. But, like, the Monstars had such a more of a role, like, throughout the movie and their effect, like, with taking the powers, and then you see the people that are affected by it. Whereas, like, all right, Clay Thompson and all that, like, there's one scene and it's done. They don't have to do anything the rest of the movie to get powers back or to do anything. So, like, I like the Monstars better. I think they looked cooler. Um, in the first one? In the first one. It was interesting to see the Goon Squad and how they look. Like, there was one that was, like, a snake and a spider and one that was, like, a flying... I don't know what you were like. Was it a griffin? I don't know what the brow was. And then yeah. one was like fire and ice. It was cool that they were all different, like superpowers. But they weren't, to me, like, I liked them as much. Like, if I made an adult basketball team, I'd call them Monstars. Like, that'd be cool. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that then. So, yeah, it's another check in the first one. So far, it's only LeBron that's got the check. I know, which. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, the ultimate game. This one. So, the ultimate game. There's one game at the at the end, or like in the middle of the movies, and the the Toon Squad has to win. And if they don't, something bad's going to happen to the Looney Tune characters and the uh, the star athlete LeBron or Jordan. The first one. It was more entertaining, and I'm, like, focused in on it. The second one, I barely watched the game. Like, it was cool. It was very long of a game. But, like, what started happening is they brought fans in, and they talked about the fans, and these fans were followers of LeBron. And they just happened, and half the, half the audience was fans of LeBron. The other half were Warner Brothers characters. And I spent almost the whole time... Every time they pan to the to the crowd, looking to see who I could spot in the crowd and who was who. 
Um, yeah, so I didn't watch much of the Ultimate Game in the second one. Yeah, I completely agree. I like it was more like they wanted to get more into the drama of what was going on and see people's emotions, and then same thing. The second one, they tried to put every character that Warner Brother owns in the stands, so you were literally any shot they did, you're trying to look in the stands and figure out. You know, there's one, like, there's Jabberjaw, the Iron Giant, like, all these different characters, you're looking at that, and literally don't remember the game in that one at all, which, when you watch the first one, it's like, that was the focal point. That's, you know, that's the whole point of the movie, was for that. So, yeah, it just, again, it, they just went in too many directions in the second one. They yeah. tried to squeeze too much into one small thing. And it was still longer than the first one and doesn't feel like it's as complete as the first one. Yeah, and it was cool to see a lot of these um, these characters in the background. You're like, oh, like Warner Brothers owns that. Like, we noticed a Clockwork Orange. We're like, holy shit, like, that's interesting. And the mask. And the mask. Yeah, but it just became like, like you said uh, earlier, like a big walk, like a big ad for something else. Like we noticed, and we'll tell about the jerseys, but we noticed like emblems on the jerseys, and, when, and it was like, the first one, the first one, the focal point was the game, and that was it. This one, it was just... Yeah, it was a big commercial. Yeah, it was a big commercial during the game. And one thing you pointed out when we were watching it was the jerseys, like you said. It literally is LeBron James' real logo on his jersey and in a couple other places in it, like, during a kid's movie. It's like, yeah. really? Yeah, like, but it was only on his jersey. It wasn't on any of the Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everyone was sponsored by Nike, which is a weird thing. Like, why would the Goon Squad be sponsored by Nike? Why would, why would they put that in there? It's like, oh, and then they also had someone go through the uh, through ground and it made a Nike logo. Yeah, at the beginning when LeBron yeah. James goes into the Toon World, he goes in the ground like Wiley Coyote would normally do, but the crack that's made is the Nike swoosh, and you're just like, all right, like, yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> now, Michael Jordan, they did release a shoe because of the game, because of the movie, and they kind of, I don't remember seeing the Jordan logo on the shoe. But they talk about the shoe being like what he needs to do. There, and it's kind of cool. In the original one, there is a scene where you see him walking and they pan down to him walking and you can see the shoe and the logos on it. But it's not like so blatantly obvious. Like they're not just like constantly zooming back to his shoes and stuff. Like they're like, all right, these are the new Jordans. And then it's like the rest of the game. It's <laughs> Michael Jordan doing Michael Jordan stuff. It's not just, you know. LeBron James logo here and Nike logo there, you know. It just you can tell what it's just pandering. I don't know. It's yeah. just it's off putting to me. Yeah, now comparing jerseys, I liked if they took away the logos, I like the second jerseys, the Space Jam two jerseys a little bit better than the first ones. They were they were nineties and they were basic. Well they and, look like cartoon jerseys. Yeah. The first ones, I mean. Yeah. The second ones do look better. Yeah, um, but I what I hated in the first one when they had the jerseys is on the the Looney Tunes and like you couldn't read Tune Tune Squad. It was just like a big blue line with like a T and like the D. You like you could see it. So like 
it wasn't defined in it, which I guess might have taken more time to do, cost more money to like write it for all the cartoon. I don't know. Or maybe they weren't even thinking about trying to sell those at the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like I noticed that, and I was like, oh, with that technology, it's super easy nowadays to do it. Yeah. But I think the jerseys looked a little bit cooler and more modern in the in the second one. It is more modern. It's 25 yeah. <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah, but you can always make jerseys that look terrible That is now. true. There's a couple of throwback jerseys that I wish they would replace with some of the new jerseys. But yeah. um, but no, if, if just going off that, the, the second one, the jerseys were better, for sure. Because... Again, the original one, even the Goon Squad, or not the Goon Squad, the uh, Monstars ones, it just looked like cartoony. Yeah, and they all were the number zero. And I never I noticed, noticed that. that. I noticed that this one, because I was like, we're going to talk about the jerseys. So I was like, huh. It's like, Iris one's zero? Like, you guys couldn't think of like one, two, three, four, five? Or <laughs> yeah. like, put their numbers of what they were when they stole the athletes. So, if I could go back, I would... So I'd be like, hey, can you change that? But, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. The other thing I noticed about the ultimate, or we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, positive things. Let's see what we said. Positive things you noticed in Space Jam. One and two. I were like, oh, that's pretty cool that they did that. Well, the first one, the thing that just did it for me. Um, anything to do with like cartoons or the Muppets, keep that humor. And the first one, they had the Looney Tune humor in it, and it actually went a little bit further. Like, there's one scene in the first one where Daffy Duck basically kisses his own ass with the Warner Brothers logo <laughs> on it. And it's just, it's like, it's hilarious. Like, just stuff like that. Um, hating on the second one. Hating on the fact that there was that many different cameos from people in the thing. At the same time, it also made me realize how many cartoons I like and haven't thought of in a while. So that part was really cool. Um, I mean, in all honesty, again, it's I'm biased because seeing the first one when you're 10 versus seeing the second <laughs> one when you're 35 is two different things. But just the humor in the first one just... It still gets me. Like, I was still laughing last night when I saw the first one. And there was a couple laughs in the second one, but um, it it wasn't bad. It just... One thing I talked about with you last night, and I read that someone had said that they should have done the same concept, but just done it with a different sport, and it would have come out amazing. Like, I wish they did something like that, because you're taking something that's so sentimental, trying to build off of it, and say commercializing it kind of ruins it but um so I wish they did something like that it, it's not bad like we watched it it wasn't like ugh this is never again but it, it just yeah. it didn't have those laughs in it like the first one did, which if you have cartoons in it you gotta be laughing at it yeah that's something that I really liked and I noticed is like as a as an adult now watching it I was like I could watch this again and again because it's just funny it's, yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's it's silly, funny, and like these jokes, twenty years from now will still be funny. Like they're not outdated. They're not for that specific time. I don't need to like watch a million movies to understand like every reference. Um, but I did like 
that they did reference a lot of things in the second one that I've seen, but that's going to be a, a negative 10 years from now when people haven't watched those movies. So, like, those jokes were for our age bracket, but, like, 10 years from now, like, when other people start watching it, they're not going to understand these references. They had some funny, funny bits, but... The yeah. Michael B. Jordan thing was pretty funny. Though. Yeah. When they said, we found Michael Jordan, yeah. and bring out Michael B. Jordan, they're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that was pretty funny, but... Um, like you said, yeah, same thing, you know, a cartoon rabbit smashing a cartoon duck over the head with an oversized hammer is never going to not be <laughs> funny, so, you know. Yeah, I did notice in the background, there would, in certain scenes, they would have, and I like this in Space Jam 2, they'd have, like, some of the music, like, when they went to the Batman and Metropolis and stuff like that, they had, like, that old music in it, like, really low, and you're like, oh, I hear, like, okay, they're going back to this era, that's kind of cool. That is cool. But again, they're advertising all that stuff because they own it all so they can play the original music and everything. So. Yeah, like they went back to like the 90s animated Superman and and Batman and then they went to Danny DeVito, which maybe I wonder if that's an homage to Danny DeVito Penguin. That's an homage to the first one or just the only penguin that is recognizable really as a penguin. Yeah, as a I mean, fan. That one is definitely the most recognizable because the only other one I can think of that you would just know that's who it is is like the 60s live action one when he's dressed in like a tuxedo mm -hmm. and a top hat and with the cigarette extender and everything, but yeah, could be. Yeah. Now, negative things you noticed, and you know, we went over ads and stuff like that, but any other stuff that you noticed that you didn't like in the uh, first one? The first the I, one? It gets Michael, Michael Jordan can't act, so it's just like. <laughs> It's great that he's in it because he was like the guy, but if you actually watch it and take away the fact that he's Michael Jordan, he's boring the whole time. You're just like, I talk like this. Yeah, we're going to do this. We got this, guys. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, whatever. But like, again, when you're fanboying out, you're like, yeah, Michael Jordan's on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know? They're going to win, of course. But that's, to me, the biggest negative from the first one. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, well, the thing that gets me, and I noticed it yesterday, was, like, the scoreboard. It was, like, 77-67, with, like, a certain time left, and there's a timeout. And then they pan to it, and it's, like, 77 to, like, 76. I think <laughs> it was where I'm like, what the hell? Like, how did no one pick the, up on this? Like, you... Like, it's a little inside baseball. <laughs> yeah, but that, like, you should have seen Space Jam 1 by now, but that's something I noticed, and now, like, every time I watch it, I want to notice it. Like, Con the, continuity issues. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell did you guys not figure this out? Like, what the hell? But the thing I didn't like about the second one is, and we, we were watching it, and I mentioned in the third quarter, I was like, oh, they scored two points. They scored, like, a thousand in the first First part, but they can only score two, and yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is kind of <laughs> bullshit. Like, that was a good point. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, they can put up like 1,200 points in the first half, and can only squeak out two for an entire second half. Like, yeah, and no, then, one, no one's D's that good. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like when you're getting style points and stuff because it's like a, a video game type of game, like, doesn't add up. And then the other thing I didn't like was they start the second or the fourth quarter. And then, like, one play later, there's, like, ten seconds left. I'm like, how the hell does that happen? <laughs> like... That kind of goes back to what we were talking about. They didn't focus on the game at all. Yeah. Like, for the second one. Like, even when we were talking about, like, 
what little they did show, you weren't paying attention to it to begin with, which kind of takes away from the whole point of it being, you know, a basketball movie. Like, just make it some sort of cartoon hybrid action-adventure movie or something. But it just... Again, I, I just didn't buy it. But again, I'm, you know, I'm a better 35-year-old man at this point. So, <laughs> you know, talking about a kid's movie, so... Yeah. The other thing I didn't like about the second one was... So, both versions had two sons and a daughter. But they only focused in the second one on, like, one son. Like... That's kind of shitty. <laughs> Does he care about this son more than the other ones? Yeah. Like, like they couldn't make the focus on somebody else and have his son be kind of kind of a focal point. But it was to me, I was like, I don't like that aspect of it. No. It, um, yeah. It, it, I mean, the whole drawing part of it is supposed to be about LeBron James, and it was about his son, which wasn't actually his son in the movie. It was an actor. And you're right. Like. If you're going to do something like that, either make him like an only child or have the other kids involved or something, but it's like, I'm going to be a bad father to you at the beginning and in the middle of it, I'm going to start to get it and by the end, like, <laughs> I roll as a dad now and your other kids are just kind of like, are you a good dad to them too or are you shitty to them too? Yeah. Like, you know, leaving a lot of plot holes, yeah. you know, open on this, so. Yeah, it's, but, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. The first one, he, he talks to his son. He has, like, one conversation with his son and one conversation with his daughter. Now, I don't think he meant talks to his other son, but you only see him, like, sitting on the couch. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't, like, a big deal because they weren't major roles in it when Jordan was in it. I mean, the Looney Tunes talked to him, and they kind of have, like, a, side, a few side roles. But, like... But, yeah, you're not yeah. dragging it into the whole plot, so it didn't really matter either way, and... You know, they portray it as he's a good dad, good husband, everything, yeah. whatever. But that's not the focus of the movie. Whereas this one, it's like, LeBron James is a good dad. You know, you can tell <laughs> by the ending. Like, well, is he... What's the deal with his wife and his other two kids? Like, you know, it's just... So he's just a good dad to this kid. Okay. Like, that's the whole thing? This is the whole movie? Yeah, and I wonder if they're trying to draw on, like... Just, like... Kids that have like shitty parents. They're like, I love this movie because it speaks to me because like my dad treats me like that, and I want him to turn around and be like LeBron at the end. It could be, but again, it's I don't know. It's just strange. It it doesn't seem organic in any way. Like to me, at least. Like that's why I said the whole movie just seems very forced in everything that they were trying to do. As opposed to it just being, like you said, like the original one is literally just a cartoon movie with the biggest athlete in the world at the time. All right. That's obvious what that is. Yeah. This one's like, oh, no, there's messages in here. I'm like, what are they? Like, <laughs> I'm not getting this. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how did you think the endings were for them? Which one would you say was better? I mean, they're both obvious, so yeah. it's kind of a draw to me. But, again, it's supposed to be a kid's movie, so that's kind of the way endings are supposed to go for those, you know. Yeah. The team that is good, quote-unquote, wins. <laughs> Nothing bad happens, and lessons were learned by all, and, you know, it, again, they're just obvious. It's what it's supposed to be for that type of movie, so I don't really, I mean, to me, that's a draw. 
Yeah, I didn't like one more than the other. Like, they both ended on a good note. Like, like if you go any farther past that, you're kind of, like, stretching endings. So I, I was like that. But then, like, of course, part of the ending for the first one is Michael Jordan giving the powers back to the to the others. And you didn't have anything like that with, uh, with the second one. Um, but now, um, as we're wrapping this up, let's get into... Um, the music. This is another one that's not close. <laughs> Everyone that watched Space Jam, and again, we're dating ourselves, but bought the Space Jam CD, and every song bangs on that thing. <laughs> like, again, the the opening to the first one, um, was it Twin City fly. DJs? Twin City and I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah. I don't know which one came first. Well, it, um, and then uh, Seal's cover of... Um, Fly Like an Eagle. Like, every song on that CD was so good. And, like, it made sense in the movie where they put all of it. And, again, when they open up with that Jordan montage with the Twin City DJs, yeah. uh, Slam Jam song, I think it's called, it's, you're just hyped, like, immediately. Like, this this movie's gonna fucking rock. Like, <laughs> let's go. You yeah. know? And all of those could have been, like, are big singles that everyone can listen to. Right. It wasn't like... This is only for, like, a certain audience. Everyone loved half of those songs. Yeah. And I, I remember always reading about Glenn Rice in the NBA. He'd always listen to, like, I Believe I Can Fly before she played games and stuff. Really? Yeah. That's badass. Which, which is, like, that's so cool. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, but the second one, it had a few classic songs, but those were classic songs from, the, like, the 90s. Yeah. More classic songs from its era of being made. Which is what Space Jam was. Those were made in that era. Didn't have to draw to like the 80s to get music. Well, even like the hip-hop music that was in it. There was a commercial that had Megan Thee Stallion, Savage in it. That was more entertaining than any of the other rap music that was in the actual movie. Like, they didn't have any big... It, again, it's me, so it. what do I know? But it just didn't seem like there was anything in there where yes like you know getting hyped about the movie and the game and everything else it just the first one again the CD by itself is awesome but how they put the music in the movie it just made it yeah and they also had like Chris Rock as a cameo in it and the Bugs Bunny <laughs> did a rap song yeah in it so I wonder what this soundtrack what it's going to entail yeah again like it's going to be tough to beat the first the first one so I'll give it definitely to the yeah to that um, so looking at the scoreboard, <laughs> it's a pretty easy decision that the first one was better in most cases. All around. And if you don't believe us, we looked up the ratings, IMDB ratings, Rotten Tomatoes ratings, Metacritic ratings, and Space Jam 1 was the winner in all of those. People like said Rotten Tomatoes paying Space Jam 1. Well, it's still a lot better than Space Jam 2. <laughs> you know, so they might not have liked it, but they still they disliked it a lot less than Space Jam 2. And even the money. I mean, yeah. and again, the it's 25-year difference, so the money's a little bit different. But first one's $80 million budget, made $250 million. Second one, $121 million budget, and so no, far $150 million budget. $150 yeah. million budget, and has made $121 million. 
Um, and again, the money difference, you know, between the years, there's a little bit of a difference, but... Yeah, so I wonder if, if you change this, how much that would actually be? In 25 years, I mean, that could well be over 350, 400 million. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, yeah, like it could be double, like who knows, but also there was less people back then compared to now. Like, I mean, you, you just so, take 150 versus yeah. 121 and then 250 versus 80. <laughs> I mean, just the the ratio is much better. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, first one's still great. I, I mean, I really enjoyed watching the first one again. Yeah. Um, second one, it's it's not a bad watch, but it's, you know, it's nothing to write home to me, at least, it's nothing to write home about. So. Yeah, and Space Jam 1 is 88 minutes. Space Jam 2 is roughly two hours. Um, so, like, for kids, 88 minutes, in and out, everything's covered, you're good. Space Jam 2, it builds up a lot more. Like, you you got to be prepared to sit there for a little bit longer. Yeah, the first one was a kid it. movie. Yeah. To me. I mean, I know the second one is too, but like you just said... 80 minutes versus 121 minutes is a big difference. And the first one's like, set up, here we go, action, the end. Mm -hmm. The second one, it's, you know, okay, let's build up to this storyline, and then eventually something will be revealed, and then the end, and you're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, and with, like, kids' attention spans now, I wonder what they think of having to watch a two-hour movie, like a two-hour cartoon movie is what it should be, compared to... An 88-minute cartoon movie. Or do like a, which one keeps our attention a, like the whole time? Yeah, or do a series instead of a whole movie. You know, mm -hmm. eat stuff in five, ten-minute bites. Not, at least my little cousins—that's what they do. So. <laughs> Again, who knows? I'm just old and irrelevant. Yeah. So I think we both agree. Space Jam One is far superior, and it has nothing to do with LeBron, who was the only thing to. Right home about in Space Jam 2. Yeah, better actor than actor. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, far superior Space Jam 1. Um, if anyone disagrees with us, which I'm assuming is far, few and far between, you can email the show and... We can fist yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah, you can put up your argument and we'll, we'll see if it stands against, <laughs> against us. But we'll see what the test of time does to Space Jam 2. But right now... It looks like it is a stinker. And now since it's banned in China, it doesn't look like it's going to be far as uh, as successful as Space Jam 1 in, in any sense of the way, monetarily. Um, but uh, thank you, Tyler, for breaking down the Space Jams and watching them on our marathon. It was, that was fun. <laughs> thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can go to any app that has podcasts and download the podcast on everything if you're listening to this obviously you found a way to to listen to us but if you want to download other things you can also go to the website thepodcastoneverything.com for more content and other stuff you can email the show at info at thepodcastoneverything.com and uh thanks for listening <laughs>